Welcome to Wielding Legacy. My name is Laura Payne Stanley, and this is your weekly audio insight because the key to unlocking your future lies in legacies. As I said, this is an audio insight, and it's one for high achievers, for visionaries, for empire builders, and for power couples. You see, I know that you are here, already creating an impact in your industry. You are here building a legacy for you and your family. And it drives you. It occupies your mind. But through my work as a trusted advisor to extraordinary entrepreneurs, I know you aren't yet reaching your greatest potential in your business, your performance, and in your relationships. Now, I'm known with my clients. I am one of their loudest cheerleaders, believing in them often before they do. And yet you can't enroll me in your legacy limiting story. I'm your biggest empowering challenger as well as you create your ultimate legacy. So this audio insight is called Wielding Legacy because, as I said, the key to unlocking your future lies in legacies. How to stop self-sabotaging where you are seeking out the negative. So what exactly is self-sabotaging? Well, there are so many definitions out there including when part of your personality acts in conflict with another part of your personality. And some people say the self-sabotaging is when your behavior creates a problem in our lives or kind of it interferes with your goals. And you might resonate with that as it comes to business. So how are you self-sabotaging in business? The one that we're actually going to work on today is related to attachments, which is pervasive, uh, largely subconscious tendencies, to seek out the negative or to do things that cause you to be unhappy. If I kind of had one of my LPS warnings right now, I'm going to say, bear with me through the whole of this episode. It might be triggering. You might want to throw things or whatever you're listening to me on, and that's all fine. So just stay with me. So why, why, why on earth would you do this? You know, why would your subconscious mind want you to be unhappy? Well, in essence, the reason why is you're attached to something negative, which often often happens passively, even though you are fully engaged in the process. So in essence, self-sabotaging is something that we do to ourselves, but it can feel like it's being done to you. So let me say that again so it really resonates. In essence, self-sabotaging is something that we do to ourselves. So it's something that comes from internal but it can feel like it is being done to you, i.e. the universe or outside influences or something that's completely beyond your control is doing it to you. It is your attachment to the negativity that is the root cause or catalyst for you self-sabotaging tendencies in the first place. And that is a heavy success bomb right there. It is your attachment or for the reason, whatever it might be, and we're going to get into this about root cause or the catalyst for why you are doing this behavior. Now you can be attached to any negative feeling, but there are categories that we can place them into. Um, And I'm gonna ask you to just kind of stay with me as I said, wherever you go during this episode of Wielding Legacy, just stay with it. Because I want you to start questioning. If we're gonna truly assume now as truth, that it is not happening to you, that you are the one who is the architect of these experiences, of these behaviors, then we can change them. And that's great to hear, isn't it? This is powerful work. Uh, Looking at root cause always is. It can be deeply emotional. It can be events in the past. 
So do this with love uh, as you listen to me with me and for yourself today. And I'm just the messenger of this work. So the first one around negativity is control. You are attached to feeling controlled. So do you feel like you're like, your life is out of control. You might have anxiety, worry, or helplessness, or in the past. So everything I say today could be in the past, present, or future that you're worried about, or that someone or something is trying to control you. You could be feeling oppressed, power struggles, authority issues, or a significant person in your life. The next category after control is deprivation. You're attached to feeling depraved. So when you're feeling attached to issues and emotions around deprivation, you could be leading an unfulfilled life, maybe empty or unloved or not feeling fully connected or trusting people. You may feel a void inside you, which you might be filling with food or activities or substances or relationships that you know aren't in alignment. The key with feelings of deprivation, um, self-sabotage, is that you avoid getting the real needs met. So listen to that again. With deprivation, the key to this feeling and category is that you avoid getting the real needs met. You fill them, let's say, with something else. You can also be attached to rejection. So you are attached to being, being rejected. Now I know, what the heck, Laura? I'm not attached to being rejected. Why would you be? If you connect with self-sabotage around rejection, you can experience feelings of being disregarded, dismissed, or insignificant. You may often seek out approval, often in ways that can lead you to feeling even more rejected. This could be like posting in groups, social media, um, or perceived levels of likes, supports, comments, and all, the, all that great stuff that we've talked about before. Attachment to feelings of being rejected also tends to feature a very harsh inner critic someone that is constantly judging you. So your inner critic, you may know, you may actually know right now, as I say, if I was to ask your inner critic right now, the significant or very specific voice that they have, might be male, might be female, might be an age that you can identify with, there might be a tonality to the voice. So you may connect with that. So as I mentioned, looking at root cause can be extremely powerful. So already, you may have already connected which, which type of self-sabotage you are doing. Control, deprivation, or rejection. So as we keep on going, bring all the love of the universe to you right now. Okay, so let's keep going. So where do these feelings come from? Ultimately, they normally originate in your childhood. And... This can be a misconception. It can be, it can be from your childhood, um, which is when we call talk about root cause or gestalt, so they often come down to childhood, but it isn't limited to a severe form of abuse, neglect, um, authoritarianism, or even bad parenting. I say this when we talk about big T and little t trauma. And I'm mentioning this now because I've done the work with my hundreds of clients on a one-to-one -one basis when we do this work and a kind of social construct comes in of what is a root cause event 
And I've heard it so many times when clients have said to me, but I wasn't this and I wasn't this and I wasn't this. I didn't have a bad upbringing when we get to their root cause experience. And that's just that kind of social conditioning of what can be root cause or what can be big T and little T trauma. So big T trauma can be things such as abuse. Little T trauma can be anything that still triggers or traumatic response in you. So it can be an experience that we had as a child that when we translate it in a way that doesn't serve us as an adult, something that we experience an area of um, pain in one of these categories that happened potentially with some frequency. And we don't like pain, we're human. So we turn that pain into a pleasure or a familiarity because then we can cope with it. And this can lead us to the unconscious seeking out of control, deprivation or rejection because it becomes part of our default state as it's so familiar. And this is the kind of classic, classic self-sabotage conundrum. Your unconscious mind is seeking and acting in a way that is contrary to your conscious mind. So this is conflict. Unconscious mind and conscious mind have got two different agendas running. And that's not what I'm necessarily talking about today, but how do you know if you're in conflict? I've seen a myriad of symptoms displayed in clients from physical symptoms such as hives to eating um, and like food intolerances to other internal world issues going on. And we're talking about the mindset. So when we talk about whether you're in conflict, again, don't bring any um, kind of pre-perception of what that looks like because it just manifests different in each client. So how do you know if you have a category attachment that you are self-sabotaging for? I'm going to read some things to you and I want you to see if any of them resonate. You set goals, but you never seem to smash them. So you might set goal and get near it or kind of just achieve it, but you never smash it out of the park. You attract unhealthy and negative energy people into your life consistently. You do things such as eat, drink, or consume things that you know don't serve you. And that can be any kind of, any kind of substance. So I'm not talking about an addiction issue right now. I'm talking about anything that you consume almost before we get to addiction. And they could be infrequent substance abuse. So we could be taking some kind of narcotic. You could be using food. You could be using drink in that way. You could be, exercise can also be used in that way too. Your inner critic or imposter is extremely loud daily. So you, you might do this and how this can manifest. You wake up and before you are like fully in the room in the morning, your inner critic is already there. It's, it's your conscious mind hasn't even started really. And you're just kind of coming to and your inner critic is already off and running telling you something that you are not good enough that you did from the day before. Okay, you know what you need to do. So knowledge isn't an issue here, but you just can't seem to get those things done. Here's a big one. You might resonate with this. You unwittingly set yourself up for failure. If you've ever launched anything online and you set figures, you set them wildly optimistic because you are unwittingly setting yourself up for failure so you can give yourself a good kicking, your inner critic can kind of kick in. 
So how do we move beyond the root cause and stop self-sabotaging? Obviously, that's why we're here in this episode of the podcast. Because of this extremely triggering nature of this work, I usually do this in person with my clients or remotely. As I said, it can include things such as big T and little t trauma. It can include hidden or obscured memories that can be buried in the unconscious mind, and it can include past trauma. And this is what happened with one of my clients. And for her, it was extremely difficult to say goodbye to self-sabotaging behavior. You see, for her, it became become her companion. It become a kind of coping mechanism. And she'd done it for her for 29 years once we'd uncovered the root cause. We worked through that root cause. For her, that was what we'd call a little T trauma. That's to say, again, that it's something that society would probably label as a non-traumatic event. But to her, it was extremely traumatic. And we've dived into how the coping mechanisms of self-sabotage had actually twisted for her into becoming a motivational force. And it had been part of her journey to get her to where she was with a high level of success. But, and this is the huge big but, it was no longer serving her. And she knew that even before I'd said it. And she knew it because she was in conflict. And she was frustrated with this keeping on showing up. She connected with a huge LPS truth bomb which was that she was fueled to be motivated to be away from pain. That was her motivational force for her. That was her driver. That's the thing that got her up every day. So she needed to be in a low level of pain to stay motivated. Suddenly, if she wasn't in a low level of pain or sometimes even an intense um, level of pain, she was not motivated. However, she knew she wanted to change because she had resonated and connected in that light bulb moment when she goes, I don't want to be in a low level pain for the rest of my life. She knew she needed to move towards a motivational force. It was a pull that was around pleasure and giving back an impact. After all, that's why she wanted to create a legacy. That's probably why you're here because you want to create a legacy. So what exactly did we do in our sessions? I want to give you the start of an exercise. And we're going to carry on as well, but I'm going to give you the start of this. I'm going to get you to start thinking of an animal, a reptile or a fish that you don't like. So this has to be, let me reclassify this, an animal, a reptile or a fish that you don't like. This can't be something that you mildly just, just meh, not, not your cup, kind of cup of tea, very English phrase, but some an animal, reptile or fish that you do not like. Something that you are fine having a negative attitude towards. So not something that you go, and actually, you know, if you choose a spider, I, can't, I really kind of want to like spiders. That's not going to work. You've got to really now not like this and be okay with not liking it. So this animal, reptile, or fish is going to be what we call a vessel for whichever category control, deprivation, or rejection that you feel that you resonated with as I read them. So let me just read them again and could be the root cause of the self-sabotaging behavior. So the three categories, control, deprivation, or rejection. Control, you're attached to feeling controlled. Deprivation, you are attached to feeling deprived. And rejection, you are attached to feeling rejected. Okay, we got those. Awesome. Now, for this vessel, as I'm just going to call it the vessel from now on, so whatever animal, reptile, or fish you're using, just insert that word. 
this vessel can only live when you're experiencing the negative feelings of her anxiety, frustration, or anger. It's how the vessel stays alive. It's like it's kind of oxygen. It needs to feed off of your self-sabotage. If it doesn't feed off your self-sabotage, it ceases to exist. Now, as your conscious mind is aware of this vessel now and the impact it has had on your life and your business goals, you might feel disdain for it. So you might be feeling like your face might be crinkling up right now. You might find that your hands are tensing up somewhat. Even as I'm saying it, I can feel mine are kind of doing it as well because I'm feeling everything about this vessel. But for the vessel, its appetite is your appetite for it because that's what drives you to keep self-sabotaging. So we're going to think of it like now that I want you to really connect with this vessel that we do not like, how are we feeding it? Because you and I both know right now that it's time for the vessel to go. And much like my client, it can be scary and it can be emotional saying goodbye to this vessel. It's probably been a friend to you. It's probably very, very familiar to you. Even if that's been unconscious, it's been a companion. Letting go of this vessel means stopping doing the behavior that you have been doing and stepping into your truth and not having this companion. You will still live in a world where negativity exists. You'll be empowered to choose how you feel, but your vessel in your unconscious mind will no longer be hijacking you. It's no longer going to be running the show. So if I was to talk as your vessel right now, I'm your vessel. Hi. Why have you decided to keep me around? What purpose did I serve for you? How did I help you? How did I keep you safe? <laughs> okay, as we mentioned, the vessel gave you a way to make pain palatable and therefore gave you an appetite for emotional pain and negativity because you had to have an appetite for it for the vessel to be fed. Are you feeling any resistance yet? Are you still with me? You've got your vessel. You're deciding that I don't want to do, I don't want this vessel anymore. I don't want to feed it. I don't want to do those things that I've been doing. So let me ask you some questions now on your conscious and unconscious mind. Have you ever given up on an achievable positive goal? You might, by the way, want to close your eyes if you want to. Do you wonder why people choose to be overweight, unhealthy, or not take action that would make them happy? Do you care for others that you sacrifice? Sorry, let me read that one again. Do you care for others that you sacrifice yourself and end up resentful? Do you do a little whoopsie like I just did? And would you beat yourself up for it? Have you tried to give up guilt, shame, or personal angst only for them to return time and time again? Do you know you have a block? Have you done the work and it still keeps coming back? Do you tend to invite negative and drama-filled people into your life? Do you think you struggle with personal discipline? Okay. Did any of those resonate? As I mentioned with my client, 
a success bomb that she really connected with was that people move towards pleasure and away from pain, but we can be conditioned to use pain as a motivational force. And I know you might be saying, but why do people say I don't want to be in pain and I don't like negativity, I want like high vibes while still doing behavior that causes them pain? Because the pain is disguised, it's cloaked as pleasure by your vessel. And you're subconsciously hunger, hungry for this negativity. Again, this is not in your conscious mind. Really keep that in frame here. So how do we release your vessel? We need to starve the vessel because the vessel can't exist if it does not have this negativity. So we're going to do a three-step process. And we're going to do step one in this episode. Step one is becoming aware. So now you know your vessel. You know animal, fish, or reptile, you understand that its primary function is to put you into negative situations that feed it negatively. So we need to be aware of how the vessel is showing up in given situations to make you feel negative or bad about yourself. Let's give you an example of booking a holiday, which is very apt for me as I record this one, because I should be recording this from a different country than I am in right now. So in the example of booking a holiday, you are faced with a plethora of options when it comes to booking your holiday, including seats on a flight. Before you booked this holiday, you kind of set out a rough budget in your head and the budget included economy seats. But your vessel, it's tempting you. It's tempting you to make a choice such as opting for first class. You see, you're enticed by the experience. You've seen other influencers doing this. They've taken the photo in first class and you're like, I want that too. Now your better judgment will tell you that it's lovely, but you're not there yet on your journey and you haven't got the money saved for it yet. That maybe this is not the time yet, but let's vision board it and budget for it next time. But your vessel shames you. Your vessel says to you, you're not good enough. You're not good enough from your peers. Your peers would take a risk. Mm. And then you're arguing. You are successful enough and that paying the upgrade fee to first class is going to bring you more clients. So you go ahead. You purchase the first class upgrade. Soon enough, soon as it's gone through, you got the confirmation. There is excitement and it quickly shifts, you realize that you could have spent that money to invest in other areas of your business. And you can't blame anyone else. So you start chastising yourself. Start chastising yourself for making that decision. And now you're down a rabbit hole because of whether I'm good enough. Should I have done that? How did I not know that? I'm so bad with money. Your inner critic is very loud and is on the case. In essence, you are feeding the vessel. See, that's it you got to remember, the vessel is sneaky. Your subconscious mind is sneaky. So let's go back. Let's kind of rewind the clock here on this again. So now you're aware of your vessel and its goals. You might, during the flight booking process, ask yourself, is your vessel setting you up to feel bad about yourself? Or how is your vessel influencing this decision? And then you have awareness. This is why step one is awareness. Then you have the awareness to understand who is driving that decision in that moment? 
Look, ultimately, it isn't about whether you fly economy or first class or whatever you want to do. It's about whether it's done with integrity and congruity for your vision and your goals or because your vessel is driving you to do a decision because it's going to feed off of the negativity. Oof. Oof. Could you feel that one? <laughs> okay. Join me again on the next Wielding Legacy and we're going to continue on discussing this on the next two stages of stopping self-sabotaging. Thank you for being here with me today on Wielding Legacy podcast as the key to unlocking your future lies and legacies. If you know of someone who would benefit from listening to Wielding Legacy, send them to laurapainstanley.com to sign up. And when you're ready to explore your legacy, success and impact on the world, here are the ways we can start our journey together. The first one is Be Boosted. This is an amazing virtual event to take your professional service business and life to the next level. Join me for six days of an immersive experience in November where you will leave with your business and you boosted. Now, the next one is with me as your trusted advisor, coach and mentor, combined with your peers from the Ultima Project. You can become unstoppable. This actual program starts in October, but we have bonus calls starting in August. For any of these options, feel free to message me on your choice of social media or click the link in the show notes. <laughs>